Listener Production. The Aussie market came under pressure as inflation, jobs and China were in focus. But what stocks outperformed amid our falling market today? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Thursday the 16th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura. Good afternoon. It's not a good day. It's not, actually. We had that very strong little run we had since the start of this month, two straight days of gains. The best day in four months yesterday, we're up 1.4%. Today, it's a bit of a messy one. We started off almost completely flat, Mm. ran out of steam, and now we're on track for a loss. Yes, snapped two days of wins, might I add. It was looking pretty good there for a little while, but I'm going to reverse what I said yesterday. Mm. What goes up must come down. That's the right (laughs) saying today, right? (laughs) Well, it certainly looks like it. I mean, quite a heavy decline for our market. And it was a really interesting session because in the past 24, 48 hours, all eyes have globally at least have been on inflation. There have been Mm. signs that business prices or the prices that businesses are paying for stuff over in the United States unexpectedly posted its biggest fall since April 2020. This is a day after the pace of consumer prices fell for the first time in three months. UK inflation slowed sharply as well, the slowest pace since 2021. So this has settled markets' nerves, at least globally, that you know they seem more convinced that rate hikes might be behind us. That is generally going to be well received by markets. But today, the focus seemed to be on some other stuff. Of course, yesterday we expected the quarterly wage data to move markets, but mm. there wasn't really a response there. So then we turned our attention to today's jobs report. Mm-hmm. But again, a minimal reaction in our market there, even though we did see We're expecting to see around 20,000 jobs added. We got 55,000 and unemployment came in at 3.7%, which was slightly higher than the 3.6% we had last time, but that was in line with what we're expecting. So overall, it was a mixed jobs report, but again, markets didn't seem to worry about that. They were focused more on what came out of China. Before we get to China quickly, so you're, you're right, at the top line, you know, 55,000 jobs added more than twice the outright you know, number that the market was anticipating. It was all driven by part-time employment, basically, even though the unemployment rate only ticked up very slightly. And when the part-time jobs growth is leading things, that's a sign of, of cooling in the labour market. And over the past four months, we've had about 160,000 part-time jobs added but full-time jobs really have been lost. So that's a sign that employers might be pretty cautious to hire full-timers and they're you know, trying to cut their cost. Youth unemployment also rose further to 9.2%, the highest it's been in a couple of years. But this is perhaps not the type of data that's really going to change the market's thinking about what might be next, partly because there have been some messy things recently. So the voice referendum, that can provide a bit of a boost, school holidays as well. But China, as you say, certainly did receive attention today. Yeah, and this isn't something that would usually, you know, move markets. So home prices out of China, Mm -hmm. you know, yesterday, of course, we got that monthly data dump out of China. We expected that to really move markets. We get so many indicators of how China's economy is doing, but that didn't seem to move markets. And then today, something that we didn't expect to see any change with it actually saw the market fading over the afternoon after the data was released. So we did see home prices fall the most in eight years, and that seems to have investors worried. Absolutely. So after that data was released, we saw iron ore prices uh, falling quite heavily, and that was one reason why we had many of our major iron ore producers locally, like Fortescue, BHP and Rio, coming under pressure. But to give you a sense of how the ASX 200 was performing, just before the data was handed down, the market was down a fifth of 1%, and... Now, 
a few hours later, we're down a little more than three quarters of a percent. And one reason is that iron ore prices can respond to China's property market because it accounts for almost 40% of China's demand for steel. So that is one of the key reasons why we had the market dropping back a little. Yeah, and so we've seen the materials space really holding back the market. But if we look at what is happening across most of the sectors, I'm seeing a lot of them actually down by around 1%. So you could say the losses are quite broad-based, but the reason we're, we're pinpointing the materials sector is because it does make up a large chunk of the ASX 200. We're seeing utilities do best, though. Again, quite a small sector there, and that's basically on the back of Origin recouping losses from earlier this week. Energy at the moment is doing worse when we're talking about percentage points. And at the moment, three sectors are higher. Let's look at some stocks today. A2 Milk uh, was actually up almost 6% at one stage, but certainly did fade. It's up roughly 0.8% at the moment. And look, it did hold its annual meeting in New Zealand today. It's duly listed in both New Zealand and Australia. Basically said that business is in steep decline in China and it's going to remain a pretty tough part of the world to do business. And it's partly because of a very big drop in the birth rate. And that's been happening for a while. Lower prices for products as well, greater competition. A2 Milk's infant formula tends to kind of be towards the upper end as far as the market's concerned and pricing. The good news is A2 Milk is sticking to its prior goals as far as what it expects for profits. But look, even though its shares are up today, which might not make sense, it's down 44% this year. Mm. So significantly underperforming the, the Aussie market. Wealth manager AMP was out with a few updates today. One of them was an update telling investors how they've been performing so far this financial year and also its outlook for the full year. So what investors held onto was the outlook for its net interest margin, which is the difference between the amount of money a bank earns in interest from lending out money versus how much they pay out in interest. So it's one of the main indicators of profit and growth. And AMP said its margins would continue to be under pressure this financial financial year. So this did lead investors to hit the sell button with AMP shares performing worse today, down around 15% as we speak and hitting its lowest level since Jan last year. At the same time, they released another announcement saying they're launching a new digital bank platform built specifically to meet the transaction needs of small businesses. And this will be in partnership with another company, but this clearly wasn't enough to help its share price today. Another reason why the market came under pressure is another stock trading ex-dividend, the cutoff for who's going to get paid a uh, nice little dividend. And today it was ANZ, one of the biggest banks and companies on the Aussie market, 3.3% lower. It's going to pay 94 cents per share to shareholders on the 22nd of December. This is after releasing its profits on Monday. Third bank this week to trade ex-dividend, Macquarie Monday, NAB Tuesday, and they've certainly been a weight on our market. What a nice Christmas present for ANZ shareholders, I suppose. <laughs> oh. Seven Group, who are a diversified investment group, they mostly focus on the mining and construction industries. They held their annual general meeting today, providing investors with an update on how their group is doing and going into the performance of each of its different businesses. So basically, its industrials segment outperformed. This segment includes three businesses, and overall, it contributed $1.1 billion to Seven Group's earnings. That was 33% higher on the previous year. This was all thanks to a lift in demand within the mining space and that led the company to upgrade its earnings guidance for the full year. On the other hand, it also mentioned that its Beach and Seven West media investments underperformed. But on the back of all of this, we have seen Seven West up today. 
Yep, and Grain Corp up close to 2% at the moment. This is a grain producer and handler. It released its profit results. Profits actually dropped about 34% to about $249 million, largely what investors were expecting. It's kept its dividends steady, though, at about $0.30 overall, and it announced a buyback of shares. Now, keep in mind the profits are coming off some record numbers because of what happened in with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, you know, over the last couple of years. So that's important to uh, to note. Tonight. Mm-hmm. So what we'll probably be looking at most will be those international trade prices out of the US. That'll be the most important. There's a few other updates coming out as well. Christine Lagarde, the European Central Bank president, she'll be delivering a talk as well. But tomorrow there's not a huge amount really to move markets, is there? No, there's definitely not. Not in the way of economic data anyway, but there will be a handful of AGMs being hosted locally and Sol Pattinson trades ex-dividend, but that's not too big. So it shouldn't move markets as much as ANZ did today. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening and uh, see you tomorrow. Can't wait to chat tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.